Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you for listening to the show, wherever you guys get it. Um, we we fucking appreciate it, man. It's uh, been getting a lot of really sweet tweets. Loving those sweet tweets. Uh, the sweet tweets and the retweets and your emails at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. You guys have been sending some really heartfelt messages that uh, make me really emotional. <laughs> early in the morning uh, appreciate all the support your iTunes comments and ratings on the iTunes page if you haven't done so yet uh, please do it right now where you listen to the intro five star uh, rating on iTunes and a comment on the about last night iTunes page helps us climb the charts and we appreciate all the love uh, so many great episodes coming up uh, I won't waste your time with that if you're subscribed on iTunes you'll just uh, you'll receive the action when it when it comes through, God, that sounded fucking sexual. Uh, today's episode is returning guest Ben Glebe. That's right, baby, Ben Glebe, the host of Game Show Network's Idiot Test. I think now in its third season. You know Ben from Chelsea lately, uh, Comedy Central. He has a new Showtime special coming out uh, June third on Showtime. It's called Neurotic Gangster, <laughs> which, if you know Ben, that's an appropriate title. He is a neurotic Jew, and by Jew I mean gangster. Um, Ben's hilarious. Check out that special June 3rd on Showtime. And uh, this episode's great. We just uh, Ben just brings it, especially in the political realm. He, uh, he gave us some nice, hilarious, and inebriated political rants. Uh, we talked about the Game Show Network. We talked just a lot. Of, just, uh, ben is a great yes-ander. We went on a lot of really fun tangents, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Also, my childhood buddy, Steve Aguilar, stopped by. Uh, I've been best friends with Steve since... Jesus, man, since we went to music camp in the fifth grade, then we did uh, all of the uh, musicals in high school together at Shorecrest High School up in uh, Shoreline, Washington, where I grew up, and uh, Steve is now in L.A. killing it as a music producer. He worked on the Head and the Hearts debut album, which took them to fucking you know new heights. Um, he worked on Away From The World, the uh, Dave Matthews Band album. Uh, I think that was their last album. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are just, I mean, uh, uh, naming a few. Go to his website, stevenaguilar.com, and see everything he's working on. And uh, and also, if you need somebody to produce your shit, he is uh, maybe the best person I know. Uh, great dude, also super funny. Um, he'll come on at, at another point for a full episode, but he joined us for uh, for some fun and some stories and uh, what fifth grade Adam was like, which was uh, interesting to hear, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, enjoy this episode. Check out Ben Glebe's new special, June 3rd, Neurotic Gangster on Showtime, and uh, follow Ben Glebe on Twitter, at Ben Glebe. Follow Steve on Twitter, at SJ Aguilar. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Brad is at Funny Brad. The podcast, at LN Podcast. Um, shit, man. Tour dates this weekend. Uh, I'm in San Diego at American Comedy Company, June 3rd, through the 5th, uh, two shows Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. I love American Comedy Company. I'm coming back, bringing Avery Pearson to do some music, bringing Quincy Jones to, um, to feature. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Get your tickets at AmericanComedyCompany.com. That's June 3rd through the 5th. Brad Williams, June 2nd through the 4th, is in Brea at the Brea Improv. Get your tickets at Brea. Uh, I'm sorry, improv.com, June 2nd through the 4th. Go see Brad. Bring your ALN merch when you come to these shows, baby. We'll sign it for you at stoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com for all your ALN shirts, mugs, hats, posters, and new promo picks coming up. We just took some with our girl Nicole Bisek. We, I, <laughs> fuck, we took some ED photos, like Brad in a basket with... 
it's oh my god i think i posted on my instagram at adam ray 33 but go check that out uh they'll be out soon you guys can pick those up and uh support the pod that way uh new fan of the week coming thursday new episodes coming season finale of separation anxiety by the way is tomorrow night 10 p.m tbs uh we don't know if we're doing another season yet but uh i'm sure tomorrow's night's ratings will contribute to that happening so tune in tbs 10 p.m separation anxiety season finale I think that's it. All right, now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with my buddy Steve Aguilar and the one and only Ben Glebe. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast. That's how I think when you invite you invite a girl over, you, you just kind of say like, all right, like, you, you don't have a plan. Well, now I mean, well, you you don't because you have a living girlfriend. Yes, I do. Now, I, is that an insult to say living girlfriend? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it's an insult to say that you've uh, that I've somehow tricked a because, woman to <laughs> share the same establishment hey, as I, me. At this stage in the game in life, it is impressive. <laughs> the more dudes that I know that have women living with them yeah a makes me sadder about my life <laughs> i say that in jest i'm actually very content with where i'm at well, but i do but it makes yeah. me it, it it makes the microscope bigger as far as like oh maybe that should be something i'm doing now yeah, yeah. but also i have i've i had a roommate for the much all my life, pretty much. Yeah. Even so going gotta, back to yeah. when so, I lived with my mom. You need time to be able to jerk off all over your apartment without the fear of getting can, caught. Can I be honest? When my roommate, <laughs> when my roommate, which was you know the roommate that moved out that made my situation finally be solo. Yeah. One of the first things when, which I I don't know if this is a perverted thought or just a normal human being thought or just mm-hmm. a dude thought, mm-hmm. but literally the moment when I like sat down. After my mom had left and, and came down and tried to insert her motherly, like, decorative ideas right. and overly Jewish suggestions, like, yeah. you should put a picture of a rabbi above your bathroom. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> what time does your flight leave? You know, like, so there, after all that happened and I got a new couch and everything I settled and I go, everything is different and it's new and it's mm-hmm. just me, I had about eight seconds of, man, I'm an adult. And then on second nine, I go... I can jerk off anywhere. <laughs> so, isn't that sad that that kind of? I don't know if it's sad or just sad or incredible. Yeah, and maybe it goes back to just sort of some sort of primal like I've got to mark my territory now. Is that jerk, what it is? Jerk off in every room. I don't know. No one will wear this sock again. <laughs> <laughs> this sock. This sock is mine. There are many like it, but this one is mine. What's the weirdest thing you've jerked off into? The we- <laughs> Well, I feel and, I, and you know what? As I, I heard myself ask that question, yeah. I realize I've never asked you that question before. That is a very weird question. I I I, I feel like that is uh, a game show that Pat Sajak should host. What is the weirdest thing you've? <laughs> well, let's off be honest. Into? Wheel of Fortune will come to an end. Absolutely, because nothing lasts forever. No. So, what are you gonna do after that, Pat? What are you gonna do, Pat? <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> you're not gonna have another talk show again. That 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 one failed. He had a talk show. He had a late night talk show. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was like him, Chevy Chase, and Magic Johnson are all competing for like oh my the God. worst talk shows ever. Okay, for a second I thought they were all on the same talk <laughs> show. And I was like, how did that not get syndicated? Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, so, I mean, because let's be honest. Yeah. It's when you when you sit down to go, all right, um, I'm going to come somewhere. <laughs> Is it going like, do you go to the dirty clothes pile or do you go get a new shirt or do you get just paper towel or do you get like an old script that you didn't get the job from that's what i would do i'd be like oh really oh really abc yeah <laughs> here's, uh, what, here's what i think here's your single camera comedy <laughs> um you know what i did i did the greg fitzsimmons move one time and uh the greg fitzsimmons move is, is when you are very tense before a flight uh you go into the bathroom that is on the plane and before you take off, you uh, you make a little deposit. All right. Well, don't say deposit. Uh, you make a, or, all right. You make a little cum stain. Oh, Jesus. You make a little. Well, that uh, does sound better. You may you you, you make jerked little, off in a fucking airplane bathroom. I mean, some might say I joined the Mile High Club. I'm saying not technically, but I mean, come on. Uh, th- that uh, all right? It relaxed me. I've <laughs> some people use Xanax. Hey man, so does the hot towel. But maybe you were in coach. <laughs> Um, I don't have that TBS money yet. By the way, <laughs> yeah, well, don't feel bad about it. Uh, I uh, recently was on a flight and was able to upgrade to first class. And it it's gave me, it is the best. And I never want to fly not first class again because yeah. it's the accessibility and the immediacy that you can board the plane. Because waiting is, I, I have no problem. And I'm not, you know, it's not a, I need to feel better than or a status thing. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes when they are calling out like gold medallion plus super members, mm-hmm. super, super members, and I hear that and I don't step forward, I go, oh, you're not even super, super. Yeah. You know, like you, you take it upon yourself to go, what am I doing wrong right. that I couldn't get into those first three categories? And especially when they go Tony Danza fan club members and you're still and not I'm stepping still up. Not- you're like, hey, what, what, what's going wrong with your life, Adam, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I have an upgrade to first class story. Well, let me finish mine okay, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, real, it's quick. It's just okay. basically shedding a light on the... And I've been this person before, where you walk through and first class is all seated. Yep. And they're and what do you do in first class once you're seated? You get on your phone, you set yeah. up your games, whatever. Right. Your book. Yeah. Maybe you're just chowing down on some food that you couldn't finish in the terminal. Sure. But everyone's coming through, and yep. at some point there's a traffic jam, and yep. people are just standing right next to you. And especially if you've got that aisle seat, they are like their balls are in your face. The balls in your face. Well. Yeah. Yeah, they're which, definitely in your face. <laughs> which, which which was a cut segment from NBA Inside Stuff. Balls in your face? <laughs> Balls in your face. I'm Ahmad Rashad, and here's Patrick Ewing's nuts in your grill. But they make eye contact with you. Yeah. And you can't not stay. And there's like this unspoken, it's the most beautifully awkward shit ever because people just stare at you. And nobody in first class says what up to the people standing in line who are going to go sit and coach, you don't look at them and go, hey. But the people in coach, I feel like it's almost like that's your opportunity because right. you're standing up, they're seated. Yeah. You're look, it's your only chance to look down on them yeah. is what I'm saying. Absolutely. And a woman on my flight back from New York is walking through and she looks at me just as I've received my hot towel. Which yeah. Let me just say this first of all. I'm never going to be in a situation where I demand a hot towel. No. But if it's given to me, I'm going to take it. Because I'm not an asshole. Yeah, and whoever refuses a hot towel, it's delightful. It's delightful. I mean, all right, 
ladies, quick tip. If you want the man to never leave, when sex is done, come back with a hot towel. I mean, Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That would be the best. That's, yes. <laughs> so, if, if you want us to be in the first class section of your pussy, hot, hot towel, hot towel at the end of it. I'm, I'm making that proclamation right here. I feel like right we just here. lost six listeners. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so this woman walks by. Yes. I remove the hot towel from my face. Yes. I couldn't have done it in a more posh manner, too. I think I pulled it off with like <laughs> two you fingers. Just, you just like slowly peel <laughs> it down. Like, However, like you're in a spa. <laughs> However I did it, it was a piece of shit move. Literally, as I pull it down yeah. and like took a sigh and looked up, there was a woman hovering above me. Yeah who had probably been in the aisle for a couple minutes, right. and she's staring at me, and she goes, must be nice. And oh, then, and then, and then keeps walking. Bitch. And, she ke- and then keeps walking. Yes. And I go, I wanted to almost say something, but I was like, no, dude, you don't, that was, she gets to do that. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, that's her, Yeah. you know, that's hey. her, you're, you, get, you get a moment when you walk by first class to yeah. have some sort of a, uh, give your commentary. Yeah. Deflect your your anger for not. Well, because um, that's what we like. Because okay, you and I have had plenty of times flying coach. Uh, we still thousands. Do. We still the amount do. of times I have not flied first class yeah. uh, are outweighed by the amount yeah. of times I've flown and coach. Every time you fly coach and you walk through the first class aisle, you're always staring at those people. Like, well, what did, what did you do to earn this? Yeah. Why are you better you than fantasize me? Fantasize about a better life, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So of you course, do, and you and you you size people up. Yeah. There's people I've seen in first class. I'm like, oh, dude, this is daddy's money. A- absolutely, you don't even deserve absolutely. that seat. Absolutely, look at you in your sweatpants. Yeah, or 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 like, oh, your job paid for this. You you didn't do. Yeah, this. your job. Yeah, you sunglasses on the flight. Yeah, <laughs> even though that's that's me. Ninety percent of my flights when they're early. Yes, because then I then I can avoid eye contact. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe the greatest moment, uh, I've ever had on, on a plane, uh, happened to me about a month ago where I've, I, I fly a lot. I yeah. travel a lot. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I am an executive platinum member. Are you really? Executive platinum of American Airlines. No. me. I feel like I have to say it like this. Uh, how many? I feel like I have to say it like Bud Freeman. <laughs> executive <laughs> executive platinum. platinum. How many, um... Yeah, you have to fly over 100, I think it's 150,000 miles in a year. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot. Or one dwarf river dance in the middle of the plane, in the middle of the aisle. Listen. To where they go, look, <laughs> free flights for a year. That was entertaining out of nowhere. Pretty much. Uh, so I That's go- a lot of miles. Yeah, that's a lot of travel. Um, <laughs> you just said that like such I just an said old like a, weathered. Yeah, yeah, I just said it like a blues singer from Chicago. Like that's how, a lot of that's a lot of traffic. How dare you have that timber in your voice? You've traveled a lot, but you haven't had the journeys of one John Popper. <laughs> you wow. got nothing on blues traveler. If I had a nickel, uh, yeah. So, which coincidentally is a blues traveler song. It is actually. Uh, so I'm I'm getting on this flight, and this is a Sunday flight back from dallas yep. and if you guys ever want to meet a comedian get on a sunday flight back from dallas to la it's comedian air because we're all coming home from the road we're all taking those we're all taking those flights and dallas because it's it's one of the hubs for american airlines yep so on this flight was myself uh, San, uh sandy danto yeah our friend of the podcast friend of the pod sandy danto uh tony rock and uh dl hughley yeah and paulie shore Wow. So we're all like... Mary fuck kill. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is a toss-up. I would uh, marry Polly. I would. Yeah, you know uh, why? Because he'd always make you laugh. Yeah, always make you laugh. And, would, and, and sense of humor is key yeah. as the uh, as you get older. I would fuck DL because he's got great. Uh, he's got great crowd work. Also, great crowd work. Also, you've always wanted to fuck a black guy. Absolutely, sure. Who doesn't? And then, then I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. <laughs> That's what I would do for that Mary fuck kill. You know what, though? And that might be the only instance in which I would not be sad about you killing yourself. <laughs> You're like, well, he peaked. What happened with Brad? <laughs> did he fuck D.L. Hoogly last night? Wait, Hoogly? 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 <laughs> that, sounds, that, that sounds like something the boogeyman says. Hoogly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of you, D.L. Oh, he Hoogly? gave me... Um, so, so, so yeah, we're, we're all we're all just sitting there like getting ready to board. We're all kind of looking at each other like, "Wow, this is kind of cool." Yeah, all these comics are on, and of course, we're all in the back of our heads saying, "Wow, if the if if, if the plane crashes, who the fuck gets top billing here?" So funny, yeah. Top billing on the uh, on the news, yeah. Like who who died? Like you know, it, what a be... comedian thought, by the way. Right? Like if, <laughs> if there's a bunch of who dies, who gets mentioned first yeah. in the. Uh, yeah, you know the in memoriam. Is be beloved comedian D L Hughley. Hughley. D L Hughley died in a plane crash. It probably uh, would be D L. Brad Williams also on there, but D L Hughley. You'd be in there. Hey, yeah. after the second special, sure. Absolutely. You might. You might get top billing. I hope so. Do we have an air date for the special yet? Uh, not specifically yet. Uh, we will. Um, it's looking like May. Can we announce the information that 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 we went out and got a drink to celebrate? Yes, we can. We can so, do that. So, and then, and then we will get back to the story, which it, it, there is a there is a moment that was like really awesome. We'll just finish that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I I get upgraded to first class. Yeah. And uh, DL is in first class. Cause, now, when people see you get upgraded, yeah, they think, well, that, well, that's a make a wish kid. <laughs> that, that, I didn't want to say, but like that was his they, that was his dream. He's they like, also some people want to meet John Cena. Some people want a hot towel before they die. <laughs> this kid wanted a hot towel. I just wanted a hot towel. Early Sprite. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted a hot towel and a Sprite before anyone else sits down. That's all I wanted. That's um, <laughs> that's awesome. You're also a lot of fun to travel with because the few flights we've been on together, mm-hmm. you chum it up with everybody, and like it's almost like Brad. I don't know. It was. It's also pre your morning radio days where yeah. you're just like very quick and a good a good banterer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like 7 a.m. We were at the airport, and you're having a uh, back and forth with the person who's checking if there was, like, standby availability for me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then people in line you're staying with, you start, like... You also, like, are very aware of your audible levels. So when you're yeah. making jokes, they're not just for me. They're for the people in line, too. Absolutely. And then people start laughing, and then you turn around. Next thing I know, like, Brad's getting back rubs while he's waiting <laughs> to board the plane. Sure. Why not? I mean, because... I know that it, it, it's usually early. People come in, they see a, they they see a dwarf on their flight, which is like they think I'm not dying. Yeah, you're like you know what? I'm good on this one. I'm fa- I'm fantastic. It's God grace way, his presence. Yeah, it's yeah. way better than a therapy dog. Um, <laughs> so I so I get upgraded and uh, I'm sitting uh, uh, I'm I'm sitting in first class and Tony Rock is in first class and then D D O Hoogly he is. Also I will never class. not call him that again. Yeah, uh, he is also in first class, and then Polly walks by, and Polly, uh, sorry to out you, Polly, but Polly was in coach. Ooh, so maybe because he had to pay for Sandy's ticket too. 
Okay. So that so that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Polly and Sandy bo- uh, both both go back to coach, and Polly just has this moment where he where he stops in front of me. He's like, "Not cool, buddy. Oh. Not cool. Oh. You get the first class, and I gotta go to coach, buddy." <laughs> That's not cool. You get to kick it up here with DL. I want to kick it with DL, buddy. And then he—that's like, all Polly wants. Yeah, and then and then he walks to the back, and there's a part of me that's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why that made me feel good, but it made me—it's it, some sort of sick Schadenfreude thing where I see Polly Shore, a comedian who I'm who I admire, He's looked up to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah who? I mean, I'm going to avoid the obvious look up to joke, um, but then. <laughs> That we and by saying that I just told it, yeah, but uh, right. yeah, but like I've looked up to, I watch his movies, I respect it. Like yeah, for it all was a little stuff. bit of a yeah, it was kind of like hey, I'm doing yeah, something yeah, in this I'm on business. Your level. Yeah, doing something. And uh, speaking of doing something in this yeah. business, the reason why we uh, had a drink, yeah, uh, the, the, the other night, why you called me and said, Brad, we're going out. We're, yeah, we're going out because uh, I found you wouldn't out, have otherwise, right? No, I would have just stayed home and uh, had mac and cheese with the aforementioned uh, living girlfriend. Which also would have been great. Which would have been fantastic. That's not knock uh, uh, your girl or no, mac not, and cheese. Not at all. Uh, both both pro- two things I'm a fan of. <laughs> Props to both. But, uh, but you were but it was you were pumped when I was like, let's yeah, go. Because so, it's, because it's we, worthy of it. Yes. We found out that for uh, the new special that uh, Showtime is going to open up. Can you announce the title? Uh, I, I, I can. Yeah. I, I will announce the new special title right now. I think this is the first time I've ever done this. Yeah. So, yeah. The title of the new special is going to be Brad Williams' Daddy Issues, and it's going to be on okay. Showtime. Really quick, I thought it was going to be called Brad Williams, Adam Ray's Best Friend. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I'm really fucking Listen, upset about what I just heard. We threw, <laughs> we threw that around in a focus group. <laughs> And they thought that Adam Ray's best friend, while lo- while it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside, yeah, gets you kind of confused on like, gets- well, who, well, what comic is going to be on stage? For sure, yeah. Yeah, am I going to see a good-looking Jewish guy or am I going to see a, ba- a a bouncing dwarf? And, <laughs> bouncing dwarf. I mean, normally we're bouncing. Yeah, let, you let, do. Let, you bounce. Yeah, let's be when honest. You walk, you bounce. I bounce. So. Um, Brad Williams' Daddy Issues. Yep, Brad Williams' Daddy Issues. I love that title, especially because I know that there's um, yeah. uh, some material that yeah. is, includes your father. Yes, So, and that was one of the main reasons why we came up with that title. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be That's incredible. Brad Williams' Daddy Issues, and uh, Showtime uh, recently told me that uh, to give some press for this, uh, uh, for this special, they are going to give me my own billboard on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah! <laughs> Come on, give it up. That's amazing. A billboard. A fucking billboard. So I I get a billboard. Like the same like like you get a billboard. Target has a billboard. Right. And now and like how big am I gonna look on the billboard? It it better not be actual size. I will be so pissed (laughs) off if if they like trace my outline and it's just like a little four foot. Honey, I shrunk the billboard, kid. (laughs) And I'm just on there like, you son of a bitch, showtime. No way. You got me. And your location. It's like they gave you the address where it's gonna be in between. Like it's basically gonna be in the heart of sunset when if you haven't driven down Sunset Boulevard. There is a chunk. It's almost Billboard Row, if you will, where yeah. it's when the promotions for TV shows or movies just steps it up a notch. You know, mm-hmm. like on Sunset, all the way down Sunset, there's a lot of billboards. Yep. But, you know, the billboard at uh, Highland and Sunset is, you know, that might be for um, 
hey, man, I don't know, Dawson's Creek coming out on DVD. Which is huge. Which is huge. Yes, which is huge. But it's not comedy special, Showtime huge. Yeah, I mean, any time that I can uh, walk in the territory of of, uh, Vanderbeek, uh, which was a great book. Uh, Walk in the territory of Vanderbeek. <laughs> yeah, anytime I can get some Vanderbeek type yeah. ho- uh, Hollywood love, yep. that's going to be great. And uh, so yeah, it, and the section of Sunset where it's go- it's going to be is I think near, like kind of near the Comedy Store. So uh, yeah, it, Brad, that's, it, it's, it's incredible. Be, it, and that's it, why when you told me cool. that, I go, we got to go have a drink because yes, that's uh, that's a big deal. There's you know you get many victories in this business, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. That is one, because I mean, I remember driving down Sunset and seeing billboards uh, for a bunch like when Amy Schumer had her HBO special that came out. Yeah, she, uh, she had a billboard, and Whitney Cummings had one, and uh, yeah, and just you see shows. And li- listen, I know that it's just going to be one billboard, and all it is is a giant stroke of the ego. I I know that's what it is. It, it, it it's just me whipping out my giant dwarf cock in the middle of Hollywood, saying, "Look at this." <laughs> That's if, all it is. If that's all the billboard is, <laughs> I mean, I, it might. You might as well. What a. I mean, what if it was called Daddy Issues and it was just you mm-hmm. naked, but they blurred out the cock? <laughs> can and, I be honest? Just like saying, look at this. Can I be honest? Yeah. There's not one person who wouldn't watch that. <laughs> I know that the what you're talking about uh, mm-hmm. picture wise for mm-hmm. the billboard is mm-hmm. going to be very uh, yep. eye drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I will second that. With saying that you naked, just naked with a blur, with, with a blurred out cock, with a blurred out dick that goes past the knee. <laughs> how dare you? What? How dare you? That's truth. Yeah. That, all right. That's truth. All you right. son of a bitch. All right. I'll call uh, your seventh grade girlfriend. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, it was a big moment. It's a big it, moment. It, it, it was really cool to find out. And uh, props to Showtime because uh, I had, I had hinted at it. Uh, when you we, brought that up. We, yes. Good I, for you. I brought it up at the special saying, hey, guys, you know, this is my second special for you guys. Billboard. How are we taking up a notch? And by the yeah. way, let that be a reminder to all you comics, young comics, uh, you know, staples employees. You got to think outside the box when you're trying to get shit done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, sta- sta- staples employees deserve a billboard. I got the, well, I got someone that sold me some toner last week that was just unbelievable. Yeah. So it, you wanna, it was, it you was wanna, so nice. So you want to put Chad and Chad from shout uh, out. Chad and toner? Yes. Chad in uh, ink. From on the staples of Ventura, oh, the, the the same staples that uh, has an action figure that looks strangely like you dressed in a Kobe Bryant jersey. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, you. Oh yeah, <laughs> Brad went to Staples. I don't know why you were there. Probably to pick up some toner. Pick up some toner. And he sends me a picture of a what was it? It was a Lakers figurine. Yeah, it was, and I put it on my Instagram. Check it out at Brad Williams Comic. Um, and yeah, it is it, it is Adam Ray in a Kobe Bryant jersey. It, it, and you saw you saw the picture. It looks like you. It that and I'm just like, what? Dear diary. Yeah, like do do, do you know that they're using your image, Adam Ray? Is I mean, I'm happening? flattered that you think my arms are that toned. I mean, they were pretty. Like it, it had the hair, it had the beard, it had the jump shot. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, had on, the, it had the quick fat backstory on the back of the jersey. It said quick fat. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey. It, it, the guy had a tattoo on his shin that said, "I was in the heat." You know, it like it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty authentic. <laughs> pretty, da- pretty damn authentic. Uh, and the the fact that you didn't buy it made me very upset. It it was why you wouldn't have a figurine of me in your apartment <laughs> and not name your special after me. Wow, dude. Guess what? Well, putting I, this friendship on pause. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, 
if I if I had bought that figurine, then I could truly give you that answer, and it, and it would no, it would no longer be the um, um, airplane bathroom of the weirdest thing that I have come on. <laughs> Oh boy! Then I, I don't know if I'd be flattered or disrespected, you, because then I would have to say this statement: "You came on my figurine," and I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that out loud. I don't want to say that in my head. I don't want to say it on a podcast. And you've made me do all three. That that sounds like something that uh, the, in, the the person in the in, insane asylum says as he's rocking back and forth like he came on he came on my figurine he came on my figurine oh god he came on my figurine. cut to me that's what pushes me over the edge it's one thing to buy my figurine it's one thing to buy a mini me but to come on mini me oh god so yeah that was uh that, that, that was a moment in that in that staples that was so weird. you'll you'll get a uh premiere date in um yep uh, I should get a premiere date soon. Obviously, I'll I'll announce it on the podcast, and uh, I'll tell you guys when that you can see me not in a vest this time, but in a very spiffy leather jacket. Yeah, you really you really went Hollywood on us. I rock, I, I hired a stylist, man. Did you really? I hired a stylist. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this thing. I'm 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 gonna do a special. I want a stylist, and I and I, and I hired a very lovely gay man named Roberto. <laughs> That is his real name. And, How? Now, and you know what? When Roberto tells you that you're going to wear a tie and a jacket, I've never heard it be called a jacket before. No, but that's what it is. But he called it a tie <laughs> and a lovely leather jacket. I'm like, you know what, Roberto? I believe you. I smell what the Roberto is cooking. And it, it, I think he made me look good. Why do gay men just know how to dress way better than we do? I don't know. But it's they are. It's so much better. And and because you look sharp, man. And you know, and you know this because what what were the color pants that I that I wore in my special? A purple. A purple pants. Adam Ray inspired. So yeah, uh, for years you made fun of my purple pants, and I then always, I lost them. And then, oops, uh oh, Brad sporting <laughs> them on his special, not titled about me. Yep. <laughs> What a fucking double whammy, so, dude. Where's my pants and names is special after himself? Selfish piece of shit, table and, for one. And doesn't come on my figurine. And doesn't come on my figurine. Getting a real strong impression that this friendship is taking a detour down it's, down passive aggressive, no thanks boulevard. It's strictly one way at this point. Um Steve, you wanna come yeah. I uh But but then and, and then you had and then you had your big premiere. At my big premiere, yeah, your your show, Separation Anxiety, which we've been talking about for weeks in the podcast, but your 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 show premiered. My show premiered uh, yeah. on TBS, and uh, you watched it. I did. I think it's then I'm 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 saying this not as a guy that's sitting a few feet from you, which is probably in your arm's length if you decide to hit me, but. Uh, <laughs> I true I I truly enjoyed the show. It's fun. It's different. You haven't seen. I I love the way that the person with you is just like ah fuck it. I'll play for two twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's just like it's not life changing money. And then to see the look on the face of their partner, just like oh my god, we could be losing a hundred thousand dollars. It's an original concept, and I I I think that's what we're you know hoping that people jump on board with. But, yeah. But so far so good. Um, I haven't gotten any weird celebrity tweets yet, which I'm hoping for. You know, okay. I'm hoping that like you know, I don't know, like, Kirk Cameron becomes a fan and tweets at me and goes, "Hey, at Adam Ray Comedy, big fan," and then I can tweet back, "Hey, at Kirk Cameron, fuck off." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
fuck shot off or I'll come sh- suck your dick. Shots you fired. Fucking, you gay-hating shots piece of shit. fired from Adam yeah. Ray. No, we might edit this out, but probably not because <laughs> I've seen that guy speak candidly and yeah, live yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. his um, disapproval of... Yeah, would there be <laughs> would there be a celebrity that if they were like, hey, Adam Ray, like I saw the show, I'm a big fan, that you would just be angry about? That you would just be like, oh, man, now they're endorsing me? Like, the oh, same way... Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so 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 the same way that uh, the guy from the Klan endorsed <laughs> endorsed Donald Trump, with, and then Trump didn't immediately deny it, uh, you would immediately deny Trump endorsing you. He's like, Adam Ray, I watched Separation Anxiety, and while $100,000 is nothing to me, Adam, <laughs> it's nothing. I wipe my ass every day with the money that these people play hard for on your show. But I, but I, I, I love you improvisational skills you have a very good beard you have a very good huge beard. beard huge beard <laughs> it's a huge beard so if, i would if not be pumped you up, you, yeah you, i would block him on twitter and then i yeah. would um immediately start uh you know wondering where the Katy perry retweets are <laughs> you hear that Katy perry well obviously obviously you hear that how many times do i have podcast? to say her name on this podcast before she shows up <laughs> You would think that with all the people that listen to this podcast, that one of you guys would yeah. know, would, would know Katy Perry. Um, one person that might know Katy Perry mm-hmm. because of his involvement in the music business, but also um, has known me prior to my love for Katy Perry, um, <laughs> who is uh, making his first appearance on the podcast. Ooh, this is exciting. Get, get close to that mic, buddy. Um, who's joining us right now? Well, it's one of my best friends from childhood, high school. Currently, um, let's see if we were going to give people a little bit of backstory on you. Um, let's see. We uh, we went to music camp. Yeah. Together. That's true. Yep. Burton Music Camp. Burton Music Camp. Um, Island. Adam Ray went to music camp. That's right. <laughs> what? What did you play? The saxophone. That's not true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not even he true. He tried to say a cool instrument, <laughs> he did, and, then he did. He, and then you just shot yeah. it down. Like, let's I'm be so honest. Sorry, I you played the piccolo. No, we didn't uh, coordinate before this, but it was a clarinet. It was a clarinet. The saxophone was the instrument that I got to play where they gave you one, there was one day where they go, what's your fantasy instrument? What's the instrument your parents wish you could play? <laughs> I swear to God, because my mom goes, when I left, she goes, if you could learn the saxophone while you're there, that'd be great. <laughs> it, in a week. Is that true? Yeah, dude. Just pick it up. Because she bought me this shitty saxophone from Kennelly Keys, which was a music store in Seattle. Shout out if you want to sponsor the podcast. I hope you're still around. You're probably not because that was the mid-90s and business seemed slow even when I walked into that store and brought reeds from you guys for my (laughs) clarinet, which were overpriced, and that's probably why he went out of business. But so they... That's where I bought my saxophone from, and it was the worst ever. Because you were supposed to show up to camp, do you remember that, with yep. a secondary instrument? Nope, didn't know that, because okay. <laughs> I did not show up with a second... What uh, did you show up with? I played, well, I showed up with a trumpet, because I played the trumpet. That's right. Introduce uh, the man, say his my name. Bu- okay, so, oh, yeah, so right, right, right. here we go. So, so, um, we, uh, so met in Burt Music Camp, um, became pals, then, uh, um, di- then didn't see each other again until high school. Yep, that's right. To high school, and then we start. We became. We were both in the uh, our plays, our drama uh, production. Yep. And then uh, was he also in Greece? Yes, I was in Greece. He was oh, in Greece. That's, wow. that's, I think it was the, that was the first show. So uh, no. that's not true. No, what was the first show? Um, we don't know. Pippi, Pippi Longstocking. That's what it was. Wow. Pippi so Longstocking. you played Danny Zuko, and you, based on your skin color, <laughs> oh shit. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I you... played. Well, due to segregation, I was actually at a different school, <laughs> uh, and so they would just kind of cut to. 
I wonder what... It was what... an adaptation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, they kind of... It was very loose. They, they kind of had to edit the songs a little bit, like, right. I wonder what the Mexicans are doing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> It doesn't really sound like Greece. Yeah. Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they wipe up a stain? Right. Tell me more, yeah. tell me more. That's Man, Ed, I have such disdain. That's, yeah, and I was that's, like, that's uh, edbradwilliams at gmail.com <laughs> for all of your inquiries and racial... Yeah, if you'd like to uh, to produce... Uh... Hey, man, why you make fun of my people on your podcast, man? Right. So, yeah, th- that's an accent. We so... still don't even know my name. So, if you want to so... produce uh, Brad's version at your high school... No, here it is. Here it is. So, Grease so... Jr. Grease Jr. <laughs> Grease Jr., well done, sir. So, we well met done. at Pippi Longstocking. We did Grease. We did Into the Woods. Yep. Um, and... Uh, what else did we do? We did the Wiz. The Wiz. We'll get into all this. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, gonna, that's going to be the, phenomenal, the bulk of this. Phenomenal actor, about. improviser, uh, musician, now music producer. Nice. Have you heard of a band called The Head and the Heart? Yeah, you have. Uh, our guest today uh, produced their first album. And is, you know what? I'm going to say it. Highly responsible for their success. He wow. worked on the last Dave Matthews Band album. He's doing a ton of amazing shit. And he's a phenomenal musician himself. And the man I'm talking about. Dramatic pause. Steve Aguilar. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah, you were going to make me say my own name. I didn't know. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, man, well, Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Yeah, so, yeah you got it. So you guys can check out the podcast on iTunes. Cool. About last night podcast. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. <laughs> but Steve, I, I would like to know, because yeah. while we've had Adam Ray's mom, Puddin, uh, sure. on the podcast, yeah. and we got to dive and do a little bit of what Adam was like as a kid, uh that's got the mother filter on it. Right. Where anything that he does is special. Would you call my mom? Yeah. Uh, filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, that, like that's got the... So you want to know if he, if he was special. You, you <laughs> tell me. You tell me. What, 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 was a, what was Adam Ray like in high school? For, first of all, was his hair that magnificent? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you son of a you bitch! Well, it was, it was. Yeah, just, probably more magnificent. Just started hating Maybe. you more. Okay. Well, you're, yeah, ask, you're you're asking by the way. A, I mean, it's uh, the right person for the job here because meeting in sixth grade and then all of high school, which are your formidable years, and also um, sure. So so yeah. What what was what, Wait, what, what's the question? Were you, what's the question? What, were you special? Was I great? What <laughs> what was a young Adam Ray well, like? Uh, yeah. So this is what I remember. Yeah, this is what I uh, about. Uh, Burton Music Camp. Hell yeah. Um, well, well, for my part, uh, so I, I, I was, I played the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I played it for, I had this idea that like, I would, that would make me cool. Yeah, I was going to say, know? why the trumpet? And yeah, you, and, that's, what it, that's and, what it was. And you picked the trumpet. I picked the trumpet. Okay. So here's the thing. Listen, we're all, we're, we're all trying to be cool. And when you're eight, which yeah. I was, yeah. uh, like that seemed like the coolest thing. And I, sure. I don't, I don't know why, but I got fixated on it. And I, I started like drawing pictures of myself playing the trumpet. And I was like, <laughs> wow, it was true. There, there was this like, there all was my this trumpets one... looked like penises. So <laughs> yeah. my folks had a lot of questions. Yeah, I drew pictures right. of me with girls, but whatever you could do. Sure. Sure. No, you no, mine That's was fine. like, uh, I, there was judging. like this, this one that my mom, I think still has and of like me, uh, playing the trumpet, I'm like on a stage by myself, and I'm just like rocking out with this thing. And I think that was like the catalyst at that point that she was like, "All right, w- let's maybe get him a trumpet." Like I feel like so we went to so Kennelly Keys, yeah, and I started taking lessons. And so uh, in our school district, it was in fifth grade when you start, like when they're like, "Okay, what do you want to play?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and they uh, you know make you play an instrument. But I didn't. Um, 
You know, I wanted the cool factor, but I didn't want to actually like practice or anything. Yeah. So I was not good at the trumpet. Trumpet is the instrument for that, by yep. the way. Yeah. Because anybody can blow into it and make a sure. little bit of a sound. Yep. And that's all you need to do. Because you're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, you're blowing into it. And I felt legit, too, because we played real songs like the theme from Jurassic Park. And I remember that being like a moment where I was like, oh. This is this is all I need. Here yeah, we we're, go. We're doing great. I'm a, but, I am a musician now. But the thing is, like, uh, so all the other kids had, were starting in fifth grade. Yeah, I'd already been playing for two years, uh, and I I think I practiced maybe four times in my trumpet career. Jesus. So I was terrible, but I was better than all the other kids because I, you know, this was like their first time, yep. and this was like my ninth time. Yeah. Wow. Going through the thing. So uh, so I went to Burton Music Camp. Uh, woefully unprepared, and uh, I remember they, they they have you like audition and stuff, and they're like, oh no, and so they had me like third chair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Burton was behind fun. behind two Japanese kids. It's okay, sure, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're known for their yeah, yeah, they're known for their trumpet. Sure, uh, big brass, big brass <laughs> uh, community uh, in Japan. I will say there was one time when I when uh, they were like trying to figure out. Uh, hobbies and stuff for yeah. me and my sister to have and all the other kids that were great and uh it was like let's would you guys want to play a band instrument i really wanted to play a tuba and sure. my yeah, and my dad funny. my dad looked at me and was like there's no fucking way you're playing a tuba uh because a you're gonna blow into that thing and that and that and it's gonna send you halfway across the i road. feel like the fear would be the fear <laughs> so that's not gonna would work. be that you'd get stuck in it yeah right yeah because you know i i i i, I trip fall and now all, all of a sudden i i think the jews have that story about yeah. some guy li- living in a whale Right, Job? No, no. no. I think it's Jonah. Jonah. Jonah lived in a whale. Yeah. Wow. Here's how bad of a Jew I am. I literally thought Pinocchio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Pinocchio lived in a whale. Big nose. Come on. I love it. Come on. He's a Jew, right? But but nobody knows his Pinocchio's last name was Rosenbaum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I remember that. Uh, Second Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pinocchio too. Right, yeah. Shabbat Shalom. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no the tuba. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's a great instrument. Great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So Jonah lives in the whale. I, I live <laughs> like, in a, a tuba. like a hermit crab. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just have to find a bigger tuba yeah. when I outgrow that. <laughs> exactly. Tuba. Yeah, yeah. You start with a student that. model. <laughs> I think and, that's fantastic. Wait, so, so, so actually, you, you could stay with the student model. Exactly. Now, what made you not want to? So you didn't do the tuba. Uh, no. <laughs> then what did you do? Uh, drums, I think, right? Yes. Bass drum. I uh, I did drums, and uh, yeah, it was great. I yeah. loved it, and it, it, it was. But the thing is, with drums, I it, I just got to beat something. Yeah. And that was cool. Like sure. it, it didn't involve too much skill because we we were so young. It's so like, much. Yeah, you just hit the drum. It's yeah. Fine. So much unnecessary testosterone as an adolescent male. By yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, that's why we furiously would masturbate. <laughs> By the way, or, are there any two funnier words put together than furiously masturbating? No. I mean, I, I'm... Maybe dwarf and tuba, but... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you... Okay, so, so, yeah, so I play the... So, anyway, Burton Music Camp. Yeah. Great place. Uh, okay. Too much music. Too much music. <laughs> Way too much music. They make you be in a choir. They're always... You're always practicing. Like, I just it's wanted to... It's still a kid camp. Yeah. There okay. was, a, there was a, a tire swing that we went on a bunch. Like, they... That's they the let only you take... activity I remember doing. 
Okay. There was no crossbow. There was no nunchuck no. practice. There was no other Ninja Turtle training facility. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was. No, maybe I thought it was cool that you brought your bow. That was cool. <laughs> hey, somebody told me there was an archery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Situation. I was thinking of the Donatello. Oh shit, um, my bad. Yeah, no problem. How dare you, no, cool. Ninja Turtle, it's wrong? Cool. But whatever. It's uh, fine. So, uh, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, but even like they had like electives. Like you could take like a class, and I was like, to Great, learn about music. This will be fun." And it was like, "Yo, you want to play the steel drum?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. "Actually, Do you I did." Get your Jamaican on? Great. Yeah. I thought it was great. I played the steel drum. It was the best. It was the that best. was the most fun thing. Do they but, do do they give you a joint with the steel drum, or do you no. have to like slowly work your way up to that? They give no. you a Cool Runnings DVD. <laughs> oh, okay, that's like level one. Here's yeah. your Cool Runnings yeah. DVD. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this. Smoke this. You'll learn how. You'll learn how play to play this. the steel drum. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, but but Adam was in my cabin, uh, my second year. Uh, That's so right. Was, you were a after uh, sixth grade. You were a veteran. Yeah, I'd already been there. Because I remember you told me a few things. Year. Like you were like, "Hey, so just so you know, anytime you get to the I don't camp, know if that's true." Is that true? I for sure remember you told me something about something where it was like yep. whether it was this like is a great memory. <laughs> <laughs> he does like this. He does it. Transported. You told, you told me something. He about told me something. a thing about a thing. It was hey, the best. You know I'll what? never forget it. All right. First of all, Brad, why didn't you name your special after me? Second of all, Steve, because then you're wrong with what you're saying. Totally. And I do remember yeah, that there bad. was no. I do remember very vividly that, that like you said something. <laughs> All right, you know what you said. You said something, and I was like, "What?" And then you were like, "You got it." So, Wait, if, so was that? Are you going to call my bluff on that? that? That was your first year. Did you only go one year? I only went one year. Yeah, because yeah. I came back. My mom goes, "You didn't learn the sax." Huh? <laughs> Here I was, hoping I would hear. Never again. Never again. So you literally had one time at band camp. <laughs> Dude, I went to band camp. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I we mostly Jews just like, went to like Jubilee or something like that. Was, was it like right, a well, Jubilee first of camp? All, I don't know how to. I don't know how to so, take in what I you just said. I think you need said. to go back and read the Book of Pinocchio again because that's, <laughs> Jubilee. Wait a minute. Just Let me just comment on the fact that there's a Jewish camp called Jubilee. Is it there? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so bummed that there's not. And now I, I will be dedicating be. the rest of my life. Yes. No, it's just called Jew Camp, or like... <laughs> all right, well... That's not... So, so, never mind, I had a Jubilee. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> Jubilee. I didn't go to Jew Camp, but okay. this, what's the, the point Steve's trying to make is that there was too much music at a camp that was a kid's yeah. camp. Yeah. Brad, yeah. you went to camp. I did. What were the highlights? Uh, let's see. Well, I went to theater camp, because I was that nerd. No, so nerd, I, but also, let's be honest, and Steve, see, we can I both attest to this. I wish no. I had gone to theater but we did it. We did take an improv class. Did, we did you take it with me? Yes. Yeah. But let's attest to just the like the and it, this high school, college, even now, like mm-hmm. the theater world. Yeah. Is very incestuous. Wait. So tell you, me. Wait. wait so you get there, me what you, you mean by you that? You get there and you fuck your sister? No, man. <laughs> well, and if she might be your sister in the play you're doing. Oh, okay. Okay. What I'm saying is that there were there's a lot of back rubs. There's a lot of oh, yeah. there's a uh, lot yes, of um, yes, yes, yes. um uh you know sexual whatever that. That nobody knows how to, they don't know where to put it. We're all like, we're, so it, you're we're spin- all like hoping that there's a kissing scene, and you're like, yeah, uh, but there's this also is Fiddler on the Roof. It's also just like <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> there was a kissing scene in Fiddler on the Roof. I'm sure, there was. <laughs> we're, 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 we're all just begging for it, but yeah, there was. But, but that's the thing you did at camp is you went away and you're you're like, oh wait, no parents. Yeah, there's, there's woods. Yeah. We can sneak off places. See, there, I, didn't, I didn't. I was too good of a kid. I didn't even know that we could do that. Well, I, me neither. But I knew that it was happening. I don't think I even talked to any, to any girls. Actually, at Burton, uh, there was a girl we all liked. 
Maybe. Remember her name? Nope. Because you remember you told me you came up to me and you were like, hey, that girl? And I was like, oh, yeah. Remember that? Nope. nope. This is another great memory I have of yeah. Bert But I do remember that there was a girl who on the last night of camp, yeah. uh, two girls who, who would One like- One cup. That's right. No, <laughs> they, were, they were like teasing me all week. Uh, like they'd steal my hat and stuff. And Jesus. It, was just, it was just annoying. And I remember the last night of camp, there's like a campfire and stuff and we were like singing and stuff. And this, when one of them leans over and is like, will you go out with me? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Wait, will, so Shaq was will, there? Because based on that impression. <laughs> yeah, she was like, uh, will you go out with me? Kobe Bryant told me no, but I just want to know. If, no, she was like whispering to me. And I was like, uh, dude, it's the, la- it's, the last, it's the last night at camp. Like, we live in very far away from each other. Yeah. I don't think so. And she's like, okay, but can we be can we be friends? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, but like really good friends. And then the other girl Jesus, was like, yeah, hey. me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, yes. we're, the three of us are going to be really good friends. Wow. And so that was the... Did and you, never, did, never, and you, you didn't, now we're all still very good yeah, friends. And one of them is my wife. <laughs> and the other one, no, I, I never talked to them again. That was our last conversation. You didn't make a move at that point when they're yeah, like, no, let's be very good friends? old. You don't yeah. know what to do. You don't if know what I'd to do with that. If I'd been 19 years old, I probably wouldn't yeah, have made him. That shit. information is no no 12 year old knows what to do with. No, like, I have no right. idea. So, Campfire suggestion. So, so my memory of, we're, of we're, Adam. We're, yeah, we're really good friends. So I give you my Capri Sun. Fuck that. No, no, no that's no. not gonna happen. Forget it. <laughs> but but my my main memory of, of Adam was just that he made me laugh harder than anybody I'd met. Wow. And we. Oh. We just like I remember just sitting on our bunks in the cabin mm-hmm. eating candy, yeah, and laughing. Like I remember just like crying, <laughs> yeah. laughing. Uh, do you remember anything? But specific? I don't remember like the, any of the jokes. I just remember that's the funniest kid. And then uh, hell and then yeah, I, dude! I was funniest kid at camp. This true. It's, you know, uh, fu- it's totally true. Funniest kid at band he camp is like <laughs> least retarded person at the Special Olympics. <laughs> So, don't be don't be too happy about that. Oh, shit. I want funniest kid at band camp. I, I, by the way, if you could see the look on my face that was then met with the look on Brad's face as I said what I said, priceless. Priceless. Okay. I mean, yeah. Funny. You, you couldn't have shot me down camp. more with how excited I was to share that sentimental history. It's perfect for this medium. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, I do remember that. I remember we laughed a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and then that transition. What do you, so, what do you remember about me as a same thing? Kevin? Laughed a lot, and I remember you also were like, I remember you had the same way you do now, like a very dry, understated delivery. And I remember that, like, remember there was a guy who was uh, there was a tire swing. Mm-hmm. This was the only activity I remember at band camp. There was a yeah. giant tire swing that we would go and and sit on, and and it, the way it was positioned, you could get pushed on it and like mm-hmm. actually get some good air. Oh yeah. And it was right. like it was a little bit of a thrill ride. Okay. okay. And at band I camp, that. at band camp. Yeah. As you know, Brad has yeah. not failed to mention, there wasn't a lot of shit going on. Okay, <laughs> right? No, this was our Splash Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was some guy with a Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. Picture, like here's <laughs> your picture of you, <laughs> you running the tire top. swing at band camp. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, we couldn't publish this picture because you decided to flash the camera, dipshit. But uh, in yeah. my defense, uh, <laughs> the guy who but and the guy but the guy who controlled the tire swing, there was a guy. He was like a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. He had long blonde hair. I'll never forget this. He always wore sunglasses. I definitely forgot this. No. Oh, I, uh, me and Faces is uh, in 
incredible. Mm-hmm. So had a, some weird Budweiser hat, long blonde hair, and sunglasses, and really high like cotton camp shorts, like camp counselor. Like, did you did, did was your camp counselor Matthew McConaughey from Days of Confused? <laughs> not you, too, because you just described him. Not, not too far from it, dude. Oh, what like, I think that I love about band camp. <laughs> I, I, I get Don't older. Don't do it. Don't do it. These saxophone it. players no. stay the no. same age. No, no, I thought you were gonna say I keep getting older. These fat kids keep trying to learn saxophone and not succeeding. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you just described Matthew McConaughey. He, uh, this kid was like dominant. Glebe, are you here? Oh, we got about ten minutes. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down, buddy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Making an appearance. Making, I remember this one either. I put on those headphones. <laughs> Making a return appearance on the About Last Night podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Ben Glebe. Thank ben you Glebe, so much, everybody. Until you said that, I thought this was my first time on the podcast. So that's <laughs> exciting. Ben, um, how how are you? I'm really good. How was downstairs? It was great. I was just on a date. I just dropped my date off and drove back here. Yeah, that's how. Can we talk about this date? I mean, a little bit oh. uh, with within reason for sure. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, so, have well, you sixty nine? <laughs> yeah, that I'm comfortable with. I just didn't want you and guys to way, know like, where she lives. <laughs> I just wanted to keep her address quiet. By the way, let's be clear about what I think 69 is. That means, did you buy her a drink and have a nice conversation? Oh, yeah. At it's the same 20, time. It's 2016. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Um, nice. That's yeah, a, now, was it great first convo, date? great drinks. What's well, a first date like for a comedian in his 30s? Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny because apparently she and I had a date three years ago oh, that neither God. of us remember that well. <laughs> you thought it was your first time. Yeah, so enough this about a, that topic. How are you guys? Yeah, we're great. We're are you great. guys good? Yeah, we're you're great. You're date with a girl. You're like, Everything's wait, fresh. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it all came back to me. She's oh great. great. Really she seemed like a lot of fun. She's awesome. At what yeah. point did you both remember that the date had... Uh, she reminded me before the date began on text. She's like, actually, I think we went out before. I'm like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, three years ago. And I'm like, oh. And she's like, we watched The Great Gatsby. I'm like, all right, well, here's a good reason... <laughs> That's why. Well, you- well, good. And by the way, cut to you immediately like shuffling and trying to find a new DVD because you're like, that's what we were going to do again. Like, that's my go to. That's my move, yeah. man. <laughs> Nothing gets me in the mood more than people lying dead in swimming pools. That's my major thing. I love that's it. What, yeah. That's when I go in for the kiss. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no because going the- down from there. You can't get worse. No. I mean, hopefully there is going down from there, but not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to keep it clean. Okay? Oh, I'm just talking about going down towards better topics of conversation that aren't so conversational. Such as the idiot test coming back? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Season on, three. Season I can three. finally announce that April 12th Man. comes out on GSN. 40 more episodes. Yes. Including an all-nude episode of Idiot Test. That's the truth. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Ben, can I be honest? You're taking over that network. Thank you. And it's... We're the most watched original on the network. I know you are. It's crazy. That's and then so I have a awesome. special coming out on, on, on April 20th, Political Idiot Test, a spinoff of my show. Totally different format, different set, different everything. Now, why I love that is because, A, you're a great host. You're you. a very smart dude. And Thank you have you. a good balance of, of smart and funny Thank when you, you. host. Thank to you be so able much. to, like, uh, insert funny banter with the contestants, but also maintain the gameplay. Long dick like a red vine rope. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> you got it. But what I... What I uh, by the way, my favorite Tracy Chapman lyric of all time, what you just said. <laughs> Long dip like a red vine rope. Yeah. Was, that was, that, that's the reason to stay here, and she won't turn right back around. <laughs> that's the reason. Give me one reason to stay here. 
And I turn back. Oh, look at that. A red dick like a long like a fight. When does our children not be spitting up red for about three days? Okay, well, you just made Tracy Chapman Bruce Springsteen's brother. Two, three, four. A lot of people don't know that, but they are. They are I don't know that Chapman and Springsteen they don't know went that. to the same college. Were roommates. They were roommates. And Springsteen wrote uh, Fast Car. Uh huh. Mm. And Ted Cruz, the three of them, all, all, all collabed on Fast Car. What I want to know about the Idiot Test political show. Yes. You might be, arguably to me, the. I think you're the best political comedian. Oh man, thank you very much. Yeah, dude. Because cool. you, um, you never. Because I'm not a huge political person mm-hmm. i i keep myself uh privy to enough information sure. but i think anytime i learn too much i get angry yeah. and i can't i can't be funny about it because now i'm just angry mm-hmm. um but you find a good balance and you also don't make people like me who don't know as much as maybe they want to or should feel stupid about the amount of info i know thank that you that being man. said you are very opinionated and i feel like mm-hmm. what you're saying is usually tapped in and coming from a place and maybe it's how hyped up you get about what you're talking about yeah that all being said why do you like uh anything political and why does it interest you and then i want to hear what you think about donald trump sure well so let me say several things about that one thank you for saying that i'm glad that comes through because what i very much try i I find it very annoying when most things in the news they talk over your head they just try to show how smart they are constantly and they have politicians on and they use all these inside the beltway terms and nobody fucking knows and so i try to make politics relatable that's what makes people not engage in the process is they think it's so inaccessible and i just realized years ago somewhere around the time when bill clinton was putting cigars in people in the oval (laughs) office and then the next president george w bush comes in he's like starting wars by accident like wrong wars that are horrible i started realizing oh this office is actually accessible politicians aren't some geniuses understand they're actually much more flawed than most of us maybe about on par with comedians but (laughs) (laughs) but you know i mean compared to most people they're just some of us are watching the great gatsby twice in a in a three-year span and not remembering yeah Yeah. but my point being is that they're not some like kind of geniuses they yes. literally are just normal people with normal foibles they cheat on people they make mistakes they lie they put they put cigars in different yeah. orifices i mean that's dirtier than anything the kardashians have ever done publicly it is and it's more relatable than anything the right. kardashians have done so because yeah. they have normal jobs they actually have jobs yeah so basically politics is a reality show with consequences so it's like the kardashians but they have access to bombs and guns and armies once so, you break it down like that does it make you really upset no that's what i love that's okay. what makes me so excited so the kardashians so it, with consequences i imagine like that, that. So yeah. like if it's like politics with a K. Politics would be like if Ray J fucked Kim and then that caused a nuke to go off. Yes. Okay. Which in a way it did. I mean it ruined the world. It ruined the world. But so so that's the thing is like when you realize it's people just as flawed as the Kardashians worse at business than the Kardashians yes. and then they just ruin the world so then it's just fascinating it makes it a human story so I love I become very passionate about it it makes me angry too of course but it just is so it's to me the only reason I follow it is because it matters it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's like reality shows but it actually affects the future of the world so I find it fascinating my whole mission with the pot I took eight months off my podcast. I was just too busy and had enough. And I just yep. launched, relaunched it today. So last week oh, on Earth is back. The last week now. on Earth. Yeah, yes. please subscribe on iTunes. Last week on Earth on the Smodcast and, Network. And what do you and, and when you t- on your podcast you do a good job of uh, talking uh, funny and, and real shit. But then you do all you tackle a lot of like current events. Yeah, I love to bounce bounce between ISIS right to Justin Bieber, and they're both equal pills in our society. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bounce between the two, and so it's 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 a lot of fun. I try to fill you in on what happened during the last week when making it fun and not over anybody's head not talking awesome. down to anybody and what I think about Trump it's fascinating I mean it's really now, the most ju- incredible thing just be thing. careful because you're talking about the king of the Oompa Loompas right now 
It's a strong point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a strong point. He's a little taller than usual, but orange as fuck. I, I mean, you know, and Brad and I were talking about this earlier, and because you know we were talking about maybe just discussing it in general on the podcast, and we both were kind of like, oh, maybe it's like played out, but at the same time, you, you know, and having somebody like you that I feel like has a really strong opinion about it, but it, it, like. I've said many times in the past two weeks where I'm like, yeah, but he's not going to win. And then it's always met from the other end of someone looking at me like Larry David and Kerr where they go. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, don't look at me like that because now you're making me feel like there is a chance. There's definitely a chance. I mean, it's not even a chance. But it's, there's a chance, a but it's almost it's also like the chance that like I'm going to go pro in the NBA no. from getting discovered at the YMCA. No, that's that might happen for you. Well, okay. <laughs> well, now I you do have a sweet hook shot. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm reevaluating a lot of things in my life. Right I now. literally, probably the odds I think of Donald Trump becoming the next president of the United States and yeah. leader of the free world is probably twenty seven percent chance. Yeah. That's, that's pretty high. That's more than that's more no, than one see, in four. No, I see that as very large, low. I see that as a large very chance. Low. It's a large chance. It's a pretty large chance, man. One in four. There's yeah. a twenty seven percent chance I'm gonna, you know, break into a Baskin Robbins tonight and steal an entire jug of chocolate chip cookie dough. Ice Either you don't Probably understand higher. how odds work or you're just gonna do that to prove me wrong. <laughs> I mean you can control that hundred percent if you want to. I mean, he doesn't you make that hundred percent. You don't understand how odds work. <laughs> he does have a crowbar by his foot right now. So I wouldn't he's put it fucking past wanted him. ice cream all night earlier. He's like, Leave I want some ice cream tonight really bad. Look at his Steal some creamery. You in? <laughs> They're gonna have about twenty nine flavors in about an hour. You know what I mean? By the way, that's the best exit line as you leave. Robbing a Baskin Robbins. My career's over. Good luck with the rest of those thirty. Like, what? What a dick. Yeah. So look, I understand the appeal of Trump. I get it. I get, I get the appeal of Trump. I understand yeah. it because people are angry, and he t- calls it like it is, and I think his lack of political correctness is one thing I love about him. Mm-hmm. And I think he says some good things about business. I think it would be good to negotiate our deals harder and make sure we get better deals, and I think it's great that he calls out politicians for being easily buyable by just donations to their campaigns. That's all great. It's just unfortunate that it happens to be in the hands of this hating foreigners, racist, yeah. sexist, Asshole, Pitchfork. egocentric motherfucker. It's amazing. Yeah. It's there's people in this country that I, I'm seeing at some of these rallies, and I'm like, I guess I knew you existed, but like mm-hmm. to see them, I didn't want to know you existed. Yeah, totally. it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's it's because unf- most of the, any followers of and we toward the country as comics talk to people. I do a little bit of political stuff, not much, but I ask people what they think about Trump and the supporters. You would wish they would say, "Look, I wish you didn't say those things," but I like his th- stances on business. But they're mm-hmm. literally like, "I have no problem with what he said." We do have to stop Muslims going in the country. And like, here's again why it's so wrong: is like nobody has honest conversations about politics. It's yeah. a big thing. It's yeah. like, look, you can't disagree that obviously. 95% of terrorism these days does come from Muslims, but it is from Muslim extremists. It's from Islamic radicals only. Right. And so he's right when, you, when he says, there's something going on. We have to find out what it is, okay? We've got to find out. Okay, we've got to find out what it is. By the that's way, right. That's, but, but let me just say That's something that I would say. You can't say <laughs> what I would say. Like I saw him say that when he was like, you know, 9-11 was bad. Paris, it was so terrible. What's happening in LA? The terrorist attack. So we, nobody knows what's going on. We need to figure out what's going on. Right. I'm like, that's literally what I've thought. <laughs> you can't think what I think. The president's supposed for, to be, yeah, the president's supposed to be better than me. That's like when I ran for vice president in the fifth grade. <laughs> I was like, things are bad. It needs to be good. And McDonald's <laughs> yeah. at recess. You're saying the same shit. That's a fair point. That's what Ted Cruz, in one of his few moments of being funny, criticizes Donald Trump about in the debates. He goes, yeah, these problems are complex, but they're not simple solutions. You can't just say 
China bad, Islam bad. <laughs> that's really funny. That's true. But I disagree. Like we were just talking about, they are normal people. Trump normal, more normal than most. But you can have a simplistic view. You can say something's going on. We got to get to the bottom of it. That part of the statement's fine. Mm-hmm. All you have to also follow it up with is not we should ban 1.3 billion people. We should ban one seventh of the world's population and make those enemies. Anybody with a rational mind, you have to acknowledge. He's obviously fear mongering because you have to acknowledge many Muslims serve in our armed services, mm-hmm. have died for our country, sure. and you know, even if they didn't, you don't want to make that many enemies around the world. So obviously it's true that you need to figure out how to solve the problem, but obviously also the problem is not every Muslim. Many Muslims, the vast, vast, vast majority are friends, are good people. Mm-hmm. So it's just that you have to just be able to hold them to account, and I think the media just fails. Well, that's why I'm trying to do the podcast again. They just fail horribly because – you know why? Because they want ratings. They want Trump on back. So they'll ask one follow-up, yeah. and he's great at, at dodging it, and they don't follow it up again. Literally, like he just said the other after the riots at his rally in Chicago. The next day, he has another rally, and he says, what happened last night? We need more of that. We need a lot more of that. A little bit more of this uh, roughing up. And then and under, under punching the, people in the face. In the face. And he's are, just a bully. That, he's just a, a, a playground bully. In the yeah. debate, he gets asked, sir, are you condoning violence? And he says, I do not condone violence. And they let it go. Yeah. Isn't the obvious follow-up? Last night, you just said we need more violence. You're right, dude. That and, is the definition of condoning, And that's sir. what scares me, the lack of follow-ups. Yeah, because, because they're the, afraid to, for him to pull a Megyn Kelly and ban their network, and they lose the ratings. The way that he bullies people at these rallies, I literally he's like literally one protester away from being like, take his lunch money. Tell that guy, <laughs> tell that guy he doesn't get pizza Friday. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, his campaign manager's rough. Take, take him up. to the boys' bathroom. Give him a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a swirly. <laughs> sit down. You know what you need? You need a good titty twister. That's what you need. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I just say, too, yeah. that I feel like I, I've heard a lot of people, I don't know if you guys have heard this, too, but people say, uh, like, passively, we probably deserve this. Like, America mm-hmm. probably, you yeah. know what? We had, we had it coming. Like, this yeah. is coming. And what's weird to me, like, as a brown guy, mm-hmm. like, I hear that from, I'll, like... I'll second that. You are. Like, like, <laughs> thank you so much for vouching for me. You're welcome. But, like, I hear from, like, white dudes, yeah. like, oh, we probably deserve this. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's not happening to you. Yeah. Right? Like, this wasn't a... Like, if, you, if we went back to, like, the 1600s, and there mm-hmm. are, like... Native Americans with their villages getting burned down and getting shot and like one white guy in the bushes going, oh, we probably had this coming. <laughs> like, it's not happening to you. Yeah. Like, this is this is great for white guys. Like, if, mm, if, if we made I don't think so. I mean, America how, great again in, in that in sense. In that way, you know, that would be good, good for racist white guys. For racist white guys. But, yeah. Like, I'm saying like... But for guys like me that might want to bang a Muslim chick one time on the... Well, I just feel like... two Muslim ex-girlfriends. They're the best in the world. I just feel like there's not a lot of brown guys... I don't have Israeli. It's the greatest revenge in the world. I just feel like there's not a lot of brown guys saying like, oh, we probably deserve this. For sure. You know, you know what I mean? Well, because yeah. they don't, because, because they've done nothing, they, they, they 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 nothing institutionally wrong to our country. But it's so funny you say those exact words, because you almost like you tradition perfect. I wrote an article for Huffington Post recently, literally called Trump is the candidate America deserves. That was the title of it. And I compared him to Batman, and the whole premise of the article, I wasn't saying he's a good guy like Batman or a hero like Batman. I was saying is that he's this rich billionaire, mm-hmm. put his name on all of his buildings, loves his toys, has a big ego, and his whole vibe is just... Like this brash, beating people up, being aggressive. And my point was that for a long time, America has led a foreign policy of this 
ramshackle, just break things and worry about it later. Right. But we do it through normal political political speeches and mm. ideology and and like politically correct speech that makes it sound okay. So we have this like real beat 'em up Hulk mentality. And what we do, but then we make it sound better than it is. Yeah. And so we're sugarcoating so most people in the country don't realize actually what we're doing. So right? do you, so you think Donald Trump, uh, to go with the Batman metaphor, right. do you think Donald Trump is our racial ghoul where he's going to try to burn this mother down? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like we burn down Gotham to build it back up again? Well, that might just be the unintended consequence. I mean, it's, uh-huh. I've been saying in my stand-up bag that like literally his followers justify everything he says. I actually say that exact phrase too. I go, Trump could literally say, if I get it because elected president I will burn down America and his followers are like it's not a bad idea listen I think it's America could use a good slash and burn we could use a good Why? leave the soil fallow for a year and now what, what but, is but, it about these but let me say real quickly that's, yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make is that not that we deserve it as a great thing is that maybe what we need like we should have let the banks fail when the economy crashed yeah. because we keep sh- putting band-aids over our real problems what maybe we need is somebody whose words and rhetoric matches our actions I so know. we can actually for four years let the world and let ourselves see what we look like because we're not sugarcoating and anymore that guy. and then let us crash God. down and be like oh shit maybe we're this bad. is bad and yeah. at least maybe hopefully it doesn't create World War 3 which he 50-50 he will so you think these pitchfork uh, racist bigot crazies are like the they're the they could be the ones to be like yo let me just hold up a mirror in front of your face real quick they're the mirror that's you yeah you absolutely like you they're the fuck they're doing the uh you know the reverse al franken i'm good enough exactly strong enough. <laughs> we are not good enough we are racist enough and let's see how this shakes down because those are like we're all like chastising them being like you like, crazy like they're racist like us but but i mean but i'm but also yeah. those Types of people like they are. I mean, you see them at the rallies. Like, there's no way that they're fully educated, right? I mean, like no, they're, they're not because you just can't be. I mean, and I don't want to like sound no. I mean, completely- and, and crazily, he does win with some educated people. And he does win with some white people, but overwhelmingly, the one demographic he is coalescing with the Republican Party is blue collar, less educated people who have this anger and feel like the system is not working for them. It's coming very from much anger, anger based. Because yeah. I think no, the angry dummy vote. Yes, I, well, Dude, that's I, a strong. But, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to piss everybody off. It's not all dummies. There's some yeah. smart people who just feel shafted by the system, like what you but, just said. That they're, yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. Just, they're just they, they're in so uh, desperate need of change, right? And somebody to, to go like, hey, let, why don't we just have somebody like let us be what we are for a little bit, right? And go through some shit and then make some serious changes. Sadly, Bernie Sanders is also exactly that with much more on noble purposes. The, and he's on, on, the on their side, the right? Yeah. But he's on yeah, the yeah. side of those people. Actually, he right. wants to make the system not work for the billion. Millionaires and only work for the work better for the lower and middle classes. But Trump's just a much better showman. He's a P.T. Barnum. He's much better at presenting as though he's this as this popular so guy. Confident. It's so un- confident. Yeah, like it's unbelievable. Like literally, if you were to tell him, like, "Hey, man, you got a small dick," he'd be like, "It's your opinion. It's well, actually huge." Well, you know, he actually did that in the debate. He did that in the debate. He actually talked about his dick size oh, in a presidential right. yeah. debate. That's right. That's literally and out guess of what? nowhere. He and brings it up. He's like, "Marco Rubio implied I was, that I have problems with certain part of my body." Let me just tell you, there's no. No complaints, all right? Yeah, Everything's but, fine, all right? That's crazy. Can you imagine? Like, that yeah, is presidential cra- debate. Can you imagine Reagan being like, just so everybody knows, oh. Nancy's always satisfied. <laughs> in the pussy region. Let me tell this. 
Jackie O, not only I give it to her good, but I've also been giving it to Marilyn. I've also been giving it to so many other bitches. You have no problems with my cork. Sometimes, in a weird bit of foreshadowing, I've put bullets in other women's heads. <laughs> How do I know that that's foreshadowing? I have no idea. I have unloaded on other women's facial areas. I was the second gunman behind the grassy knoll on Marilyn Monroe. Uh, last night, uh, uh, Michelle and I uh, put on Think Like a Man too, <laughs> And we did the dirty. Two times. Oh, that's great. You love seeing Obama uh, just That wasn't like... the question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We actually said, um, what are you looking forward to most about... Uh... This is the Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, so glad you came. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very fascinating how it's going to shake Sweet down. I card. wish Bernie has a chance, because I think Bernie would be the best against Trump, too, if people could literally support, because Hillary's got a lot of baggage. She's okay. Bernie's moved her to more progressive causes, but she's got so many scandals. Trump's yeah. genius at exploiting he, scandals. Yeah, he's going to talk about go those all the time. He's going to say... Oh, your husband is a liar. Your husband cheated on you. He's assaulted women. Da da da. And he gets and his chances. If it's Hillary against Trump, I think his chance to become president go up to about fifty-two percent. But if it's if Trump versus Bernie, he's got nothing on Bernie. And I think it's like thirty-five Trump, debate. sixty-five Bernie. There's nothing he can throw. Ki- he can sling at him. That's just going to be like two old men, old angry old populist anger dudes. Yes. I mean, I do enjoy the uh, enthusiasm of Bernie versus Hillary. Yeah. Hillary, like, oh, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, there's a lot of the. He's got a story. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope also Hillary just, gets indicted for the email thing. For real. And her campaign tanks in the next couple of weeks. It'll be amazing. She's going to win, isn't she? It's very. I think she to become president is probably about a probably about a sixty percent chance. And no one's happier than Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. Whose impression has just gotten better? Oh yeah, I feel like I I, I'm really excited about I, her. I well, she nails that nervous laugh. Hillary's yeah. like, you want to you want to get on her page? She wants it so bad, but they ask her any question, almost like she's put off by answering questions. Literally, like, secretary, is there anything you could have done in Benghazi to protect our our embassy more? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was not. No, there was not. I mean, it's, it's almost like this. Did you laugh. just fart in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What you're about. No, I, I, I smell it too. I think I you're still too. farting no, as no. you're laughing. <laughs> no, no. I smell it as well. I really do. I'm compassionate to your smells. I mean, she's stealing all of Bernie's lines. That's why, really cool. Why? It's, and that does matter because yeah. there's a lot of people that just go off of the same way you did when you voted for – like in the fourth grade, I had a buddy, Barrett Speller. He ran for treasurer. He put up a poster that said, Speller's a feller. Vote for <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know, dude, but I voted for him. Yeah. I, like, I like these rhymes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a clever fellow. He was a popular kid, and I like his rhymes. Yeah. He didn't have yeah. any sort of platform. The other kid actually knew about money. Barrett didn't know shit, man, but he won. So I'm saying that there is like a popularity, like outside theatrical element to it, right? Mm-hmm. That like, and you think Hillary's just so tight and robotic. Oh, it's that- so much theatrics. It's like I think it's literally like 70 percent theatrics people. And I don't know why I'm using so many statistics. It's like I'm Bernie Sanders. That's yeah. the only problem. You'd do better if you just speak a little bit more plainly, but he just gets so many numbers thrown at you. He's always like, the top 1% of the country get 80% of the wealth, and the bottom 40% get 9%. And 6%, you, like, you hope he nominates an Asian vice president just, for the, just, just to do the math. His campaign slogan is, Bernie Sanders carried the one. I mean, it's unreal speeches. He's like, enough is enough. We will have a revolution in this country. I'm out of time. Okay, it's no problem. Hillary's good too. She's fine too. I mean, it's... 
it's passionate, but it's a lot oh, of numbers. Is, is there an actor that, uh, real quick, is there an act like Schwarzenegger obviously ran for office, like mm. maybe the most, like Reagan sure was Amazing an actor governor, for, according to him. Yeah, but well, is, <laughs> yeah, is, is it? Was, yeah, it's it was got, fantastic. It's gotten to, it's, I terminated the deficit. <laughs> uh, actually, sir, you tripled it. Yeah, I terminated it. Uh, that's, what I I, mean. that's what I said. Trapped him with triple A. Last action hero just came out on Blu ray. Pick it up. <laughs> All right, dude. It's, Blu ray is almost an absolute format yeah. already, sir. Red, <laughs> red box. <laughs> you know, I, I, I one time fucked a girl so, so much in one weekend. She has a red box. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right. By the way, please play Mobile Strike. <laughs> He's real about that that He's fucking really mobile good. game, man. He loves Mobile it. Strike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he might be like Reagan was an actor, but Schwarzenegger. Seeing, I just saw a clip of Trump on. Um, uh, the Apprentice, mm. and I literally was watching that, being like, I remember when I used to watch some of that show and be like. I love that this guy just does this yeah. because it works for the show and it's entertaining such a dick on because the show. Yeah. in that show I go, oh, you'll never be outside. You'll never, you're such a caricature that you're, how pompous and whatever you are is just going to stay in this little world. So yeah, that's why I loved it. Don't we wish. And the yeah. fact that it's not that anymore now makes me go, Ben, and you're saying that they're accessible people who, if you could say, and we'll wrap up on this actor, musician, anybody that you see, whether it's, I mean, people that have made very uh, political, um, environmental global stances on whether it's Leo or George Clooney or that fucking, uh, I don't know, Marissa Tomei. I don't know what she's done, but she's, a that's a fun of, name a to of, say if you're filling in a ballot. Things, yeah. Sure. So Rita, Rita Rudner is really pro global. Rita Rudner could be fun she to say in the ballot. Warming. Yeah. Everybody she loves that. the global warming. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. who in all seriousness <laughs> would you go? Oh, if they, ran or you would write them in oh. like as a joke when I was writing Barrett Speller in I also wrote in Pee Wee Herman because I thought that was funny <laughs> and I was trying to make my friends laugh I would probably go Barrett Speller I would go Barrett Speller all the way probably yeah. well, he's a feller he's a feller and that's a great thing to realize by the way he didn't even but this is Barrett Speller is a feller there was no like attempt to try to have like a dot 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 like any sort of collective haiku yeah. like no four lines just <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Maybe Margaret Cho. I think she's great. You wow. know, she always stands for great causes. She's great. Very smart mind. She goes for for. She's very about human rights and equal rights and women's rights. I think she'd be very interesting. George Clooney stands for great things. I think he'd be good. It's hard. It's hard to know. I think Susan Sarandon's got some good stakes, st- yeah. but I have a personal dog in that fight. So I find her very sexually attractive. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. You know, I'm surprised. Honestly, it's a tangent that that uh, Trump allowed. Even didn't make us think of Arnold Schwarzenegger taking over for him on The Apprentice. You know, he was the big on the birther movement with Obama. He was two years ago. He was the big guy making Obama show his birth certificate. I'm surprised mm. he didn't say, "I'll be honest with you, the back half of Schwarzenegger's name was not born in this country." <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't happen. Uh, I don't know what celebrity has a great has a great uh, Tom Hanks. I don't know what does Tom Hanks stand for the '60s. I don't know what he stands for. <laughs> Just I don't know. Everyone liking you. I, I don't, don't follow celebrity activism to, in, to that degree. You don't want to infinity and beyond as, nice. your, as your as I mean, your he, he won against that volcano. Oh, I don't know, guys. We're to come together as a country. I've never tried a tanks before. Wow. Was it okay? Can, or is it can I be honest? I really can tell way. the way you backed away from the mic. You're like, I don't want all the audio to get right. Right. <laughs> Maybe from like people who think, if I ever heard Hanks from a distance. <laughs> that might that does sound like him screaming like, across the street one, at That me. one wide shot yeah. he cast away, I could see it. Yeah. Oh, Wilson! Oh! There it is. That's Perfect. not bad. Plausible, right? Uh, reminder listeners once again, when does Idiot Test come back? 
April 12th, our new time slot, Tuesdays at 10 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, every Wednesday. Every yes. Tuesday, sorry, two episodes back-to-back. Yes. Last Week and on Earth. Uh, last Week on Earth, the podcast. Every on Wednesday, it comes out on iTunes. Please subscribe. And uh, Political Idiot Test, April 20th on GSN, you know, and uh, that's it. Just, Where are you, you on know, Twitter? Ben Glebe. At Ben Glebe, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, the whole are you, nine. And, are and, you Snapchatting? Yeah, you just got on that about four weeks ago, and I'm obsessed with it. Are you? Oh, I love it. So. Why? Because you can post all day. There's no threshold for quality because it disappears. Mm-hmm. And so you just lose. You're creating content. The graphics are incredible in the moment. You can like write on yourself and turn yourself into a fucking lizard. And you then the if you happen to create like brilliant yeah. moments, you download it and put that on the Instagram. It's like, an, it's like a, it's a, it's a studio in your pocket. See, baby. my one qualm would be the fact that you can't like rewatch it. But I guess we're living in a day and age where there's so much content and information yeah. coming through that people no just go. Anyway. No, people will go, oh, I saw that. Now yeah. show me that. Right, Show so it actually, that's what it does. It creates urgency. It makes your fans have to check every day because they're going to miss it. So uh-huh. send your dick pics to Ben Glebe on Snapchat. Okay, so let me so, rephrase that. I prefer. So he can look at them, I prefer, and then they will go away. Well, female. So he prefer the female so, dick pics. So he likes Why chicks that, with dicks. He likes Why chicks that, with dicks. Why is that's that the likes. fucking launch, the so, launch office? Well, uh, send so your picture, dick pics. So send your dick pics to Ben Glebe. Is, is that Ben Glebe on Snapchat? Listen, I, I take it back. I'm quitting Snapchat, and I'd love to do your guys' podcast with me. I'd love to be on the podcast. It would be it would be amazing, by the way, if like we do have you back in a year, and the entire podcast Ben's like just so like he's got like a nine inch beard, and he's like I've yeah. been inside looking at these dicks over the last 365 days. I'm really into cock now, bro. You've killed me, Brad. You got to check it every day. A lot yeah. of them are fun size. It's not cool. And thank God President Trump says dick pics are now the new. I've never heard a complaint. Let me just be honest with you. I've never heard any anything wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for coming by. Thank you, for uh, Steve. Me. You, we got, we got, yeah. we, we're gonna. You have to come back. I'd love yes. to come back because yeah. we want to. I want to talk to you about being a music producer because I don't yeah. think a lot of people actually know what that involves, like being a producer yeah. of yeah. albums and, and I can, creating that. I can so. read up on that. <laughs> uh, we did cover that he's brown since I've been here. So yeah, that's that's yeah. at least a crash scratch yeah. on the surface. Uh, yeah, people can pick me out of a. Out of a, of a lineup of non-Browns. Yep. <laughs> Steve, is, is there, Steve, is there any... Um, where can people find... Can people find your music online? Back in his uh, home no, country but, once I but, build the uh, wall. And make beautiful this country wall. paid for beautiful it. will be on the other side of it. It's going to be 12 feet high. And, it, and if they oh, offer yeah. not to pay for it, it's now 18 feet high, you fucking so, proud I, people. It just got taller. It just got taller. Because the, when they're sending people over here, they're not sending the best. They're sending rapists, music producers, sending a lot of, a lot of the dregs to society. I'm honest with you. Give them a titty twist. I'll pay for the legal fees. Absolutely. I swear to God I will. It's going to be a beautiful Tootie Twister. Tootie Twister's going to look really wet, really wet, and really beautiful. All right. So my music is is I have a record coming out later this year, but it's not. You'll come back when you're when that's already. I'll come back when that's already. But yeah, I have a couple records I'm working on. I just did a record with this band called Thrice. Yep. And that's coming out this summer. And then I'm working on a record with Bad Sons right now. They're fantastic are they young band yeah that's pretty cool what mexican store can we get that on audio cassette And I, I, Trump's infecting me. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, that seems very unsuccessful. That's, that's the question I deserve. No, you, no, Trump is affecting our minds. We have to stop it. I respect you and your culture. I'm, um, I'm half Mexican Steve, myself. Ben, just a quick update. So yeah. we met in sixth grade at music camp. Really? Right? And we then went to high school together. Uh-huh. And yeah, we wrote letters. Uh, we wrote the, letters back and forth to each other from sixth grade to ninth grade. Until now. Wow. This is our first time. This we haven't seen each other talking. since. Uh, Are you guys dick-picking each other as well? Because that's <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty incredible. As soon, as well, they were, we they were drawings. They were drawings. They were drawings. 
By the way, are you guys dick picking each other? Is a spinoff on GSN from Idiot Test that you need yeah. to get. It's sold. a spinoff of political. It's idiot. like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Are you dick picking each other? It's very yeah. similar. Yeah. And it's really easy to exaggerate your penis size when you're drying it. People know that. People are aware of that. People know that you said that. It's like, Kids know what's up. Everybody's dude. aware. They know of that. that shaft ain't that deep. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, right. I'm, I'm using black crayons. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> show. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone you know. But what should I tell them? Well, you can just tell them that. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.